It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is today? Today's Friday. The last day of the week. Last day of the week. Getting ready for the weekend. Get ready for the weekend. It's time to relax. Listen, turn the radio on. Crank up the radio. Turn up the volume. Turn that up. Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Holding down the dial till Rush kicks him off. It's Jimmy Lakey on 600 KCOL. All right, that reminds me, welcome to the second, the second hour of this program, 7 o'clock. That reminds me, as I've uh, been saying all week, every time you hear uh, the name Rush Limbaugh, I would encourage you to use that just to breathe a little prayer uh, for Rush. Uh, obviously, health issues and uh, lung cancer, and he's not been on the air since February the 2nd. Uh, but maybe just, you know, see, it's easy to say, well, I'm praying for you, Rush. I'm praying for you, Rush. Mega prayers, I think, is what the uh, phrase is on the uh, his radio show, but uh, yeah, seriously, every time you hear his name or he comes to mind, just breathe a little prayer uh, for his uh, healing and recovery, etc. That's my encouragement to you, and I've been trying to do the same thing for me, uh, for him uh, in my life as well. Every time I hear his name, uh, whether it's a promo on the radio, use that as a, uh, a dear God moment, if you will. I, I believe in the power of prayer, and uh, I know Rush does as well. Anyway, welcome to the show. It's a uh, 7 o'clock hour, February this 12th. Year of our Lord, 20 and uh, 21. Nice to have you here on the radio show. Uh, economist Steve Moore is scheduled to be with us right now, but we had to move that, and he had to, he had to move that till 9.30. So that would be at 9.36 this morning. Uh, the One of the former Trump economic advisors just called in and said, hey, I've got to, uh, we've got to reschedule, but let's go to 9.36. So uh, that opens up the phone line right now. Uh, 866-888-5449. Be in your bonnet, burr in your saddle, uh, pimple on the patootie, whatever the case may be. Feel free to jump in. Any topic is fair game. If you want to talk about vaccinations, if you want to talk about the schools being closed, your school district, uh, feel free. Jump in. 866-888-5449. A little bit later on the program, you don't want to miss this. At 8.06 this morning, uh, one hour from right now, Jerry Sonnenberg is going to be on the program, state senator from out Sterling Way. That's how we say it in the country, out Sterling Way, out near Sterling. Uh, but he's in the listening audience. And uh, Jerry Sonnenberg has written a very interesting opinion piece at CompleteColorado.com. And it basically challenges Governor Polis to, in the Chassa Colorado High School Athletic Association, Activities Association, I believe, uh, to get the uh, to get these stupid restrictions off of high school sports. I, I don't know if you know this. That, uh, I mean, catch this. I think the track season, my son runs track. 
uh, we were looking yesterday, how is it going to interfere with this football programming? And the track season, the state track championship, if you want to run track this year because of Jared Polis and Chassa, that season will not end till almost July. In other words, if you're a family and you have an athlete and you want to take a summer vacation, screw you. You, you don't get to do so. Why? Because evidently it's safer to run track in first uh, of May through late June and state championship being in June. It's safer from the Booger Cootie virus to run track uh, into the summer. There's no sense. It's illogical, but that's what Chassa and Governor Polis, with his approval, have come up, come up with as far as the schools. So uh, Jared Polis continues, I just say, it disgrace the state of Colorado and uh, show a lack of leadership. And any of you that are fanboys or fangirls of Jared Polis, you're welcome to call up and tell me why I'm wrong. Uh, but the high school sports schedule does not make any sense, and it also does not make sense that we have basketball athletes out there trying to play a very aggressive basketball game wearing masks on their face. And I guess if you listen to Dr. Fauci and some of the CDC now, they're going to have to start wearing two masks on their face and play sports. I mean, it's idiotic. It's out of control. And any of you that are buying into this nonsense, I'm sorry. Really, you have a, you have come to a very sad place in your life, and um, I, I wish you the best. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you. It's very, very sad. Uh, what the, the fear that has gripped so many Americans and so many people in Colorado, and so many people willing to say, "Oh, it's fine. Jared Polis can do this because he's Jared Polis and he's doing his best." Uh, he has destroyed the Colorado economy. We are uh, not recovering as fast as other states. Jared Polis does have a stimulus plan. He wants to. Uh, spend a billion bucks or so. We'll talk about this in the, in, the, in the program. I'll pull it up here in my stack. He wants to spend a lot of money to try to get Colorado moving again. Uh, but, you know, other states haven't had to do that. Let's say South Dakota. South Dakota's unemployment rate is lower than their unemployment rate was pre-pandemic. And Christy Nome took a totally different approach than Jared Polis on the pandemic. Jared Polis said, we're going to shut it down and we're going to feel the pain now, but it's going to get better when we start reopening. Well, as we predicted, it's now trying to now reopen some things, and there's not a lot of reopening. There's people that can't get back to work, businesses that have crashed. And we've lost a minimum 150,000 jobs in Colorado. Um, unemployment is what almost triple what it was pre-pandemic. Colorado was the shining star, one of the best economies in the employment market in the nation, and now we're one of the top worst under Jared Polis. And I know the media is not covering that, and you won't hear that in the news. But a lot of you know that you know that instinctively because you have been affected, and it's all because of the policies of Jared Polis. So while we've doubled and or close to tripled our unemployment rates here in Colorado, and not not recovered. We're still missing 150, 200,000 jobs even available for people in Colorado. Uh, places like South Dakota have a lower unemployment rate than when the COVID-19 crisis started 12 months ago. So uh, obviously, Jared Polis's efforts have failed. Christy Nome's efforts have succeeded. And it's, uh, it's just, you just got to point it out and recognize what it is. Uh, so we'll talk with Jerry Sonnenberg, state senator, about some of these issues, including some of the uh, stipulations that are on a lot of the, uh, uh, some of the stipulations that are on some of the high school sports, not just their schedules, but you got kids out there playing. Uh, playing playing sports with mask on and i guess the idiots probably at chassa and the governor's office might say oh my god now they got to wear two masks 
Well, why not put them in four mask? If, if one is, if two is better than one, three is better than two. Uh, let's put them in four mask and call it good, right? That, that's what we're going to do. Uh, that seems to be where the world is headed. All right, talk about idiots among us. Uh, you remember? Have you heard the story of the lady that gorilla glued her hair? She took the gorilla glue spray. And she sprayed her hair like hairspray because she didn't want it to move. And now she's, after a couple of days, she's like, this hurts. My hair won't move. My, it hurts my scalp. And so she went to the emergency room, and they tried, like, acetate or something to get it off. They couldn't have burned her scalp, and she's just stuck there. And uh, she didn't know what to do with the Gorilla Glue on her hair. Well, evidently, there's other idiots besides just this one one woman. A guy in Louisiana named Lynn Martin wanted to prove that Gorilla Glue isn't that sticky. All right, Gorilla Glue is not that sticky. Evidently, he had not been following the story of this lady that sprayed it in her hair. Uh, so he glued a red Solo cup to his lip, ended up in the emergency room, and now part of his lip might have to actually be removed if it doesn't heal upright. Here's some audio. I, again, kids, if you see anything, I don't care if it says Elmer's Glue, don't be gluing it on your, sticking it on your hair. Uh, don't be putting it on your lips. Don't do anything. It's glue. I, this is truly the Tide Pod generation. Uh, play the audio. It's, it's really unbelievable that we would have to talk about this. I'm going to show y'all something. I got some Gorilla Glue right here. I'm going to take it, put it on this cup, put it in my mouth. Then I'm going to be the licking and get it off. It's easy. Gorilla Glue garbage. Then I'm going to put it on my mouth. I trimmed the cup with some Gorilla Glue and placed it in my mouth for a few minutes, in which I thought that I could lick it off, but that didn't work though. Basically, I had my pressure was up. I mean, I was going through a lot of distress also. Basically, I'm washing and peeling, you know, to get it off from there, from my upper skin on my lip, you know? I, I, I have no words that, that that we're at a place in America. Uh, well, you know, we're at a place in America where people are like Jason Crow to be a congressman or Jonah Goose. I mean, that's where we're at in America. Uh, so I don't mean to discourage you, but, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. Nancy Pelosi continues to be the Speaker of the House of Representatives. Joe Biden is the president, and people are, are using Gorilla Glue, to, taking a challenge uh, to stick in places and then ending up in the emergency room <clears throat> finding out that Gorilla Glue actually does work. It's not. It, it, it's unbelievable. All right, uh, 866-888-5449, 866-888-5449. Uh, speaking of the vaccination, let me play the wisdom of Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, if he says it, it's got to be true. Uh, it's Well, here's, here's just him talking that come April, by April, anyone that wants a COVID-19 vaccine should be able to get one, according to Dr. Fauci. That's not what I've heard governors say. Uh, but Dr. Fauci, I'm sure they'll all genuflect and start repeating what Dr. Fauci says. So here it is, uh, giving you assurance if your hope is in the COVID-19 vaccine. Here's Dr. Fauci telling you that it could be as early as April, that even uh, yeah, everybody probably by April can get this thing. We have those priority, 1A, 1B, 1C. If you look at the projection, I would imagine by the time we get to April, that will be what I would call for, you know, for better wording, open season. Namely, virtually everybody and anybody in any category could start to get vaccinated. All right, so there, there, you, there you go. All right, 866-888-5449. If you got a bee in your bonnet, burr in your saddle, feel free to jump into the conversation. Always love to hear from you. Uh, Anderson Cooper, let me come back to this story. I, I put two posts on the blog site, jimmylakey.com. 
Uh, you can read both posts about Anderson Cooper. You can read the audio. You can see the audio and some of the comments yesterday. Uh, the guys got me riled up, and I don't usually get riled up. I'm a happy warrior. But I have to tell you that um, Anderson Cooper is a fool, and I, I want to tell you why. And I, I posted this. This is on my fan page, facebook.com slash Jimmy fan page. You can also find it at jimmylakey.com. Uh, I don't usually make such long posts I write. I'm not usually so amped up when I post. But when an idiot newscaster wants to make any comparison to the Rwandan genocide, I get a little miffed, and he better bring his A game. Are you listening to me, Anderson Cooper? I'm in Rwanda multiple times a year. My son was adopted from Rwanda. Over the last decade, I've averaged two to three trips each year to Rwanda, and almost every trip has included a trip to one of the many Rwandan genocide memorials. I'm there doing charity work for Rivers Promise, as many of you know. I know survivors of the genocide. I've met and helped children who were rescued from septic tanks after their parents were slaughtered and then dumped with their babies that are now adults into the septic tank left to die and the babies were rescued. I've met them. I know people who were hiding in the woods for weeks with their families to avoid slaughter. One guy I remember tells me the story. He's a a young man, uh, just actually got married during the pandemic situation, got married, and I've tried to get over to his wedding, and I couldn't get there. Uh, He hid in the woods as a a, a young man, and his baby brother would cry, and they would have to muffle the cries because the family was hiding in the woods to try to avoid slaughter. He remembers that, one of his earliest memories. Uh, I've been in the crypts surrounded by coffins and damaged skulls of victims. I've visited churches. Uh, One church in particular was a Catholic church. Hundreds of people fled to there for refuge, only then to be betrayed by the priest who, instead of keeping the doors locked, let them in, and everyone in that church that was there for refuge and sanctuary was slaughtered, and their bloody clothes are still stacked up in those churches as a memorial. They're no longer active worship centers. Uh, They're genocide memorials. My list could go on. But let's just say I know more about the Rwandan genocide than most in the United States, and especially more than celebrity commentators on CNN. So when Anderson Cooper wants to make a comparison to to the genocide, I call bull crap is what I call. Uh, He's an elite American journalist hoping to make a political point. He's a hack and a farce of a journalist. I'll just say it. He's a fool who minimizes the impact of the genocide only for his own political agenda. And I call him out. I say, are you listening, Anderson Cooper? Do you hear me, Anderson Cooper? A comparison to the Rwandan genocide is a serious comparison. One million people were slaughtered, mostly with machetes. That was the weapon of choice in 90 days. And so whether it's Auschwitz or the Rwandan genocide, we have to be very careful to compare things to these horrible human tragedies. It would be as idiotic if Anderson Cooper said that January the 6th, 2021 was like Auschwitz. Really? You're going to make that comparison? It's just as stupid and foolish for Anderson Cooper to make the Rwandan genocide comparison uh, about January the 6th, 2021. Uh, and I, I, I closed it up by this. Political agendas do not justify horrific hyperbole. Anderson Cooper... Would please, uh, would you please defend your hype? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hyperbolic comparison. You're a, you aren't a journalist. You're a political hack and a fool. I invite you on my radio show anytime to defend your statements. Do you dare? Come on, Anderson Cooper. If you want to make such a bold comparisons, let's talk. Uh, and that is all at my Facebook page. I hope you'll share that around. Uh, go to the blog, jimmylakey.com, and you will see that. It was posted up last evening, and it's, it's on all of my sites. I've, I put it up everywhere. It is a bold uh, dare, if you will, challenge to Anderson Cooper to bring his foolish self on this radio program and defend his comparison uh, to the Rwandan genocide. What he said in the in, in the audio, let me pull the audio up here. What he said in the audio was it was like the Hutus and the Tutsis back in Rwanda, and uh, they they were calling each other cockroaches. The Tutsis were uh, being called cockroaches, and it amped people up. And he basically even says talk makes an illusion that this all happened on radio, and it was radio that got people all riled up and angry. Well, Anderson Cooper forgets about thirty years of history, and he forgets that the propaganda—it just—he he takes everything out of context, all because he wants to make a political point that Donald Trump should be impeached because of of this thing. And that's all it's about for Anderson Cooper. It's not about historic facts. It's not about the history of what happened in the Rwandan genocide. It's all about Anderson Cooper trying to score points, and he's disgraced. If you thought CNN had been disgraced before, and you thought CNN was a disgraced network of fake news, uh, they have ultimately degraced. Yeah, they've ultimately yeah fallen from grace here. This is the final straw. This shows that it's not about journalism. It's not about truth. Where's the fact checkers on that one, by the way? When Anderson Cooper says that, did Facebook stick up fact checks all the way? And has anybody else noticed this on social media? There's still political posts out there, even though some people have been deplatformed. Anybody notice that you're not getting all those fact-checked banners all the time? Does that mean nobody's spreading misinformation on Facebook? Does that mean nobody's uh, paying attention to uh, the misinformation on Facebook? Is that, does that mean it stopped? It's interesting how after the election and after the inauguration of Joe Biden, all of those fact-checked banners that would cover up your post on social media, they have suddenly been removed, haven't they? Hmm. Very interesting. I'm, I'm not sure why. Evidently, the truth is only being told now, and the uh, social media sites don't need to be fact-checking you anymore. All right, my number is 866-888-5449. Go to JimmyLakey.com, and I want you to... I want you to read and share what I've posted up to Anderson Cooper. And I, I seriously will welcome on the program. Now, supposedly Anderson's been to Africa a few times and supposedly, uh, well, I, I'm not sure his whole story. Somebody told me he's been there or maybe he, I, I don't know if he was there. Well, he was covering, he was a, a journalist. I don't know. Anyway, Anderson Cooper's welcome on the program anytime. Go to JimmyLakey.com to read uh, my direct I guess lambasting of Anderson Cooper. It's JimmyLakey.com. Go there. I'll be back in a second. Tree.com. Jimmy Lakey has all the news from around NoCo on 600 KCOL.
Right, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here, Lakey. Uh, Jimmy Lakey, my website, jimmylakey.com. Uh, Jenny Beth Martin's interview is going to be up there here in just, if it's not already, it should be there any moment now. Jenny Beth Martin's interview at jimmylakey.com. You'll see that. Uh, talking about opening the schools in America. Also, my diatribe. <laughs> I got set off yesterday. I was woke when it came to Anderson Cooper uh, making a comparison to uh, the Rwandan genocide for the D.C. riots. What an idiot. And uh, there's no other way you can say that. And anybody with intellectual honesty and dignity uh, would agree that that's... A, <laughs> you start throwing the, the Rwandan genocide around, it's akin to uh, comparing that to Auschwitz or something like that. It was an idiotic statement by Anderson Cooper, all for a political motivation. And he has once again disgraced the network of CNN. So shouldn't this surprise you? Uh, by the way, I just put up a tweet. Jimmy Lakey is my handle on the old Twitter device. And I give credit to real Candace Owens. Uh, that's her, it's her, her post. And I'll just screenshot it. If you believe men can give birth, if you believe the Capitol riots were akin to the Rwandan genocide, if you believe that Ted Cruz almost had AOC, Alexandria Casio Cortex, uh, Cortez murdered, if you believe that Black Lives Matters deserves a Nobel Peace Prize, you should seek help immediately. Immediately, Anderson immediately you ought to seek some help you really need it you are deranged all right uh, nice to have you 866-888-5449 let me bring into the uh, program my next guest of the show and i want to bring in brett schaefer who is uh, with the heritage foundation and uh, we're going to talk a little bit about speaking of deranged uh, by, by the way jay kingham uh, senior research fellow in international regulatory affairs with the Heritage Foundation, uh, also at the, at the Margaret Margaret Thatcher Center for Freedom. Brett D. Schaefer is on the hotline with me. Uh, Brett, thanks for holding here. I appreciate you coming on. Welcome in, sir. Thanks for having me. It's quite a mouthful, isn't it? It is. It, it got to get all those titles and accolades in there, but they're well deserved, and I don't want to screw those things up. Uh, I want to talk here about uh, uh, something that I kind of remember the Rwandan genocide, and I've been talking about that, and uh, I've been very involved in Rwanda there two to three times a year. Anyway, the, the bottom line is there's weird, bad, nasty people all around the globe that do very, very bad, bad things. And uh, the president, President Trump, uh, in his administration, said we're not going to sit on the United Nations Human Rights Council because it's run by dictators. It's a very bad thing. It's 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 kind of a farce. And Joe Biden's administration has said, no, it's not. We're going to jump back on the Human Rights Council. Kind of walk us through the difference in policy we're watching unfold, and uh, how does that uh, how does that pertain to any of us, sir? Sure. It's uh, it's just a misguided policy uh, and honestly wishful thinking in place of uh, critical thinking. Uh, the Human Rights Council was set up by the United Nations. Uh, it passed the General Assembly in 2005 and stood up in 2006, and it was created to replace the U.N. Commission on Human Rights, a body that had been there previously that even former Secretary General Kofi Annan called, cast, uh, said it was casting a shadow over the reputation of the organization. So we have a long history of failing to actually meet the bar in terms of human rights inside the U.N. system. The Human Rights Council is supposed to be better. Uh, the George W. Bush administration uh, took a look at it and said that there are no standards for membership. We have no reason to believe that this body is going to be any better than the commission that it replaced and refused to join it. Uh, President Obama came to office and he said, we're going to join this and we're going to work to improve it from within because of, over the previous three years it had already proven to be a very flawed body. Well, uh, 
I'm sure your listeners are going to be very surprised about this, but um, President Obama didn't really improve the Human Rights Council. In fact, there was a review of the Human Rights Council in 2011, and the uh, and the Obama administration um, admitted in a statement uh, made by the uh, its representatives up at the UN that the reforms were not even minimally positive in terms of moving the ball and making that council better. So President Trump came into office and he said, we're going to try and fix this body. And they said that there are three different things that were wrong with it. One is a, uh, a bias against Israel that uh, was obvious because almost half of the condemnatory resolutions that the body has passed since it was created are focused on Israel. Uh, it fails to address serious human rights situations in influential countries around the world. For instance, it's never condemned China. Uh, for anything, uh, not even the genocide that's going on in Western China right now. Uh, it never has condemned Russia. It has never uh, condemned Zimbabwe. It's never condemned Saudi Arabia. So you, there's a host of countries that the council just uh, looks the other way in terms of what's going on internally in terms of human rights. Uh, and finally, uh, human rights abusers are able to get elected to the council. Just last fall, uh, China, uh, Russia, and Cuba all got elected to the Human Rights Council. So what you have is a very fundamentally flawed body in terms of its focus on human rights and its lack of focus elsewhere, and in terms of lack of membership standards. Trump administration tried to get those reforms done, and when they didn't get support from the other U.N. member states, they washed their hands of it. Now Biden is going back into the council and saying, we're just like the, uh, the Obama administration, we're going to try and work from within to reform it. Well, that's a, that's a fool's errand. We need to actually set forth what we want and what the expectations are before lending U.S. credibility to such a flawed body. Uh, even the chairperson, I, I remember for years, I, mean, I think you had an Iranian or some one of the, uh, it, even who leads the council and even who they elect as the uh, as the spokesperson and the, and the front of that, uh, usually has, has been, pr- pr- previously has been from a country that has a horrible record on human rights. Uh, can you speak to that? Sure. The, the leadership of the council is, is reflective of the membership. Um, the membership... Uh, since the beginning of the council, a majority of, of the members on the Human Rights Council, uh, this is according to Freedom House, so this is not my assessment. This is uh, an independent assessment from an organization that is uh, uh, generally left of center in terms of its political outlook. Uh, they say that a majority of the members of the Human Rights Council have been mostly unfree, uh, have been partly free or unfree. So you don't even have a, a majority of the council uh, being uh, considered free, meaning that they observe human rights among themselves. So are we, any, are we surprised at all when the uh, leadership of the council, when the actions of the council reflect the priorities of countries that don't respect human rights when they comprise the majority of the membership? Yeah. Uh, you know, China, you say that they were voted onto the uh, committee of the Human Rights Commission. Uh, you look at just how they treat their people, let alone the uh, story of uh, slavery and in uh, concentration camps for the Uyghur people. You you have to say that it's a farce organization uh, that say that China should be uh, judging anyone else or condemning anyone else's human rights records when they themselves are probably uh, one of the worst on the planet. Absolutely. And like I said, it's not just China. China's uh, obviously an, an outrageous example of what's going on here. China regularly gets elected to the Human Rights Council, and we, we, see, we know what's going on in Xinjiang in terms of, as you mentioned, uh, incarcerations, in terms of uh, forced sterilization, in terms of forced labor. Uh, terrible things are going on there. But look at what happened in Hong Kong. Look at what's happening domestically everywhere in terms of their monitoring of uh, citizens. Look at how they repressed. 
uh, and imprisoned doctors and, and others who came forward to talk about what was going on in terms of COVID-19. Uh, it's, it's not, it should not be anywhere close to being on the Human Rights Council. It's not respective, uh, respectful of human rights for its own population, much less those around the world. Uh, Brett Schaefer, Jay Kingham, Senior Research Fellow in International Regulatory Affairs at Heritage's Heritage Foundation's Margaret Thatcher Center for Freedom. Uh, Brett Schaefer, I'm going to uh, uh, we'll stay in touch. I want to follow this. Uh, you, you, you have the Biden administration, my friend, uh, joining uh, rejoining the World Health Organization, who botched and uh, covered up what happened with the uh, Wuhan flu, and now you have the Biden administration rejoining the Human Rights Council. Uh, pr- oh, strap it, strap on your seatbelts, friends. It's going to be a very long four years. Brett Schaefer, Heritage.org, the Heritage Foundation. Appreciate you coming on, shedding some light on the topic. I'll be back in a moment. If you want to jump in, 866-888-5449, 866-888-5449. And if you missed part of that interview, you want to replay it, share it with a friend, uh, that's going to be up momentarily at jimmylakey.com. I'll be back. News Talk 600 KCOL. Carpentry.com. Listen to Jimmy Lakey anywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Just type in 600 KCOL. All right, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here on the program. Coming up next hour, uh, I'll be joined at 8.06 this morning, so just uh, over 10 minutes away by State Senator Jerry Sonnenberg. Has a brand new piece up at Complete Colorado that I'm about to send out on the Twitter machine, and I'll put it up at Facebook as well, uh, about ending the nonsensical COVID decrees. And uh, it's uh, uh, bizarre. You go to a high school sporting event, if you can even go, you're, you're not usually able to go. Uh, the kids are in there wearing masks, all masked up. I'm sure they'll probably, probably have to go to double mask, triple mask, quadruple mask, just because Dr. Fauci said so. Anyway, uh, Jerry Sonnenberg, uh, state senator, out Sterling direction, but he's calling them out. He's calling Governor Polis and Chassa, the Colorado High School uh, Activities Association, out and say, you got to get rid of these stupid, idiotic restrictions. And uh, it's just really bizarre what's happening. And the sad thing is, again, I'll say this again, if you're a parent in Pooter and you're frustrated with what's happening in the Pooter School District, it's your district. If you haven't let your district hear from you, uh, then uh, you get what you deserve. And that's what's happening. We're so hands-off and so focused on Washington, D.C. half the time that you are losing the battle to tyrants uh, at the Gold Dome of Dummies, your state legislature, and even your local school board. And that's a sad thing. And I just have to point that out to you, my friends. I, I do. And I try to bring these issues up to you. Uh, if you want to jump in, 866-888-5449. Don't forget, any interview that you've heard today, is going to be up at jimmylakey.com, and that includes the talk we had earlier this morning with Jenny Beth Martin. Uh, we've had some great discussions this week. Jonathan Butcher yesterday was with us talking about opening up the schools. Uh, Laura Carno and I talked on Tuesday. Heidi Ganahl, CU Regent, talked with us this week about opening up the schools in Colorado. And uh, that's it's just a drumbeat that we've kind of hit throughout the week. And if you want to hear any of those interviews that you might have missed and you want to share them around, I encourage you to share them and let people get this conversation going. Let the drumbeat be statewide if we got to get our schools open. We've talked a lot about the Pooter School District. You can find a lot of that conversation on my website, jimmylakey.com, jimmylakey.com. All right, stand by. State Senator Jerry Sonnenberg joins us talking about COVID restrictions on With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.